So <clears throat> we'll read from The Awakened Soul by Gibran. <clears throat> Thoughts have a higher dwelling place than the visible world, and it takes skies, and its skies are not clouded by sensuality. Imagination finds a road to the realms of the gods, and there man can glimpse that which is to be after the soul's liberation from the world of substance. I have one other announcement I forgot to make, and that is we have tickets for Happy Feet today at the IMAX Theater at 4 o'clock. So if you're interested, I've got the tickets. I can give them to you here, or I can give them to you at the theater if you come, um, whichever way works for you all best. We'll probably go ahead and have lunch afterward and then head down there. They said the show starts at 4. We need to be there by 3.15 to get in line. Um, if all goes well, Bill will get upstairs with a couple of people and we'll save some seats at the very top and, um, uh, and gather at the very top of the theater. So should be a lot of fun. A little different this year, not Polar Express, but Happy Feet. So, it's just funny this whole morning, even since I meditated when I got up first thing this morning, as well as here in class, just so many different things just kind of going through my mind. And, you know, I realize a lot of what boils down to in these sharings that we do here in ILM is, if anything, I want you guys to really know the realness of spirit, that it becomes real that it's not just some inspirational, wonderful idea or fantasy, but that you really begin to find in your own lives the realness of spirit, that it literally almost becomes tangible. I say almost because, of course, spirit truly is not tangible. But if you can really awaken to the movement of spirit inside of you, believe me, it seems like it is tangible and it's real. That's one of my favorite words, is real. To make spirit real, not a fantasy. We think this world is real, and we have to see the tangibility, and in that we call it real. But I'll tell you what, when you begin to have true inner experience, spirit becomes real, and you begin to see how intangible this physical world really is. And I know there's always a play on words, but man, if those words help you to even grasp that experience of which we talk about, that's all that I care about. And I'm aware today there's just this energy inside of me where I just really want to get real with everybody. Because what good does it do to take spiritual teachings if all they are are wonderful concepts or beliefs? We want to make them real, that they become applicable, that we live them, that they're tangible, that we really experience all these things that we speak of in here. And all this is a matter of what can we do in our own lives to make those things real. Do we come to class just to listen to a lecture? I'm not here for a lecture. I don't like to lecture. I like to be real with people and to be simple. So it's graspable, understandable, that it's clear. And if at any time you don't have the understanding or something is unclear, please ask us. Ask us in class and we have opportunity to do Q&A. Ask us in person. 
Call us up on the phone, have an appointment, write us an email. Find the clarity, get the understandability inside of you so that you make it real for yourself. We're sharing the tools and the techniques, but what good do they do if you don't use them and make it real and livable within? You know, there's all these wonderful things and we'll share about them, I'm sure, for the rest of our lives and next lives and we have in past lives, is the whole thing of the continuity of the soul's journey through life, from body to body, reincarnation, embodiment to embodiment. Throughout history, it's always been talked about. It's been the same path. And most of us here who are walking this path and feel called to this path to sound and light have been incarnated before have been initiated before, know this pathway inwardly, have had the experience, the times of Isaac and Abraham, of Moses and Jesus, Rumi, Lao Tzu, all these different mystics throughout history. We've all been there. You've awakened. It's a gradual process of awakening, believe me, if you think about the years, the thousands of years, the millennia, we hear about the end of times. Is it really going to be the end of times? The great big battle? Or is it just another episode of history, just like Atlantis? Or how about Lemuria before the time of Atlantis? These are great, wonderful things that sometimes get us to pay attention. We find an interest, a curiosity. We want to know about the history, the past, the metaphysical, the psychic to know our past lives, to know these ancient civilizations. But is that really what we want to know? Or are we seeking the greater knowing? Where did it all come from? What is this journey about? What is the purpose of life? Why are we here and what are we doing? And if it's true that we really reincarnate and I've been to these places before, why am I back again? That's the journey of life, is one of learning through our experiences. But begin to get real. Begin to go beyond all these things of the psychic, of the past, or of the future. What is going to happen? I don't know, probably the same thing that's happened through history. You know, history repeats itself. Why would now be anything different or special compared to the past? If Atlantis and Lemuria were so advanced, then how come we're back here again? Why in this high-tech age, this age of information, this Aquarian age, the golden age, are we back again if before we are so advanced that we would have woken up and have gotten liberated from this realm of time and space? So does it really have anything to do with advancement, with psychic mental knowing, with great information and incredible advances in science and technology. Does spiritual awakening really have anything to do with any of that? Or is it just fascinating to the mind that as we make these great advances that we think it's spiritual, that we think we're growing and progressing? Is life really just a video game? I think it is. The mirror of consciousness is like a great video game. And that's how the soul experiences 
its journey through this realm of time and space, this land of reflection. We've seen movies coming out, such as The Matrix. There's a lot of movies out there we'd call spiritual. You know, I remember a lot of it began with a movie called The Ghost. And I think a lot of these things are wonderful because they begin to awaken the consciousness of humanity and within each of us. But that's just the beginning. Make no mistake. There really is so much greater beyond all these things we see and hear about in this world of reflection. But man, if it begins to open that door of consciousness within us to greater possibility, to greater experience, that as we within ourselves are stirred by these outer events, wish to know the greater truth inside of ourselves, to have the experience that we awaken and know that this just isn't a fantasy, but there really is something beyond just what we see physically, beyond what we think of mentally, beyond what we fantasize about or imagine. Make this pathway real to you. A couple of weeks ago, Jim did this wonderful sharing about what is true discipleship, devotion, dedication, and discipline. A threefold path. Simplicity. Often things have been delivered as a trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Throughout history, we've heard it referred to in certain ways. But if we can begin to break it down to the greater simplicity and begin to grasp and make real those simple tools to bring it alive and awake within us is all we need to do. What is devotion within you? What does it mean to be dedicated to? What is discipline? You begin to discover and search within yourself to the meaning of these words, to the meaning of the actions that these words define. Because it's in you doing the work, you making the commitment and following through with your actions that will bring it alive, that will make it real. That's the journey. It is as you apply yourself as soul that you begin to awaken and have your own experience of the divine. And in that journey of the divine, you will walk through all these different worlds and have these incredible, phenomenal experiences of all these things of the past, present, and future, of the different realms, the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, and ultimately the soul in the realms of spirit. They're all part of the journey, and it is a fantastic journey. But make it real. Don't let it just be a fantasy inside of you. Use whatever inspires you. I started this pathway simply wanting to know what it was like to have an out-of-body experience, how to astral travel in 30 days. You probably have all heard my story of how I started meditating. But all it took was one experience to awaken and stir the greater longing, the greater desire to have yet more, to know more, to experience more, 
to have the knowing through my experience to go beyond the wishing and wanting, but into the knowing. To me, true devotion is that longing, that loving, that sincere inner desire and wanting to awaken fully, to experience these incredible things we speak of, for the soul ultimately to once again reunite and merge back into that ocean of loving we call God, or the divine, or the creator, or loving, or light, and sound. It's all the same. But ride that wave or stream of consciousness that moves you. That's all you have to do is get a hold of that spark, that movement within you. Take hold. That's what initiation is about. When we speak of initiation, is you as soul taking hold of that movement of God's loving, of grabbing onto, connecting yourself, <clears throat> bonding with the divine, detaching and letting go of the illusion. So we can play with the words such as bonding and attachment. It's just a matter of where you do that. Do you bond and attach yourself to the movement of loving, the truth of spirit? Or do you bond and attach yourself to the world of reflection, to the illusion, the great illusion? Pay attention in your lives. Find those things that stir your curiosity and interest. But don't get stuck there. A lot of us begin to find these other pathways through astrology, through psychic, metaphysical experiences. Those are all wonderful beginning points, but they are not the end. Use them to serve you, to stir you, and inspire you. But when it comes time to let go, to, be go, to go beyond that, be willing to let it go and detach, to not hang on to anything in this world of the mind, the emotions, or the body. We've heard Jim talk about the 12 churches, actually 13, because there is that 13th church, the inner pathway. Think about it. In astrology, there's 12 signs in a wheel, the 12 houses, 12 months in the calendar year, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 apostles in the Christ. There's always that 13th that is the way, the path, the middle way, the straight and the narrow. It is always there. It's always in this world. But it's up to us to look and to find, to recognize what is that, what is the truth within all of that. Understand when we speak of the wheel of 84, the wheel of reincarnation, those are the houses of astrology. Those are the 12 apostles. Those are the 12 tribes. But within the center is that 13th pathway, is that magical one where the 12 become one in the middle, in the center. During the time of Jesus, the 12 apostles with Jesus, the Christ, the Christ is the awakened soul. It is not a personality. It is the awakened soul. And that's this journey. We as soul will walk through the 12 pathways, the 12 churches, to have our experience in this world. 
And at any point in time, when it is time for the soul to return, we will begin the journey to the middle of the wheel. If you think of it as a wheel of a great circle, at any point there's always a spoke going to each of those outer rims. But if you follow the spoke, it'll take you back to the center no matter where you find yourself on the wheel. It doesn't matter what your sign is. It doesn't matter which apostle you feel drawn to or which tribe or which month of the year. That will lead you back to the center. All of these other things, they give us an idea of the karmas, the lessons we're learning maybe in this lifetime. That's why we feel drawn and pulled towards our different signs, our different aspects, our different characterizations. Who am I? Why am I here? Astrologies and these other things can begin to assist us to awaken to come to the greater knowing of our karmas this lifetime. But believe me, if you're like me, once you discover all that, you'll find yourself empty once again. You'll find, oh my God, I know my purpose. I know my karmas. I'm going to go fulfill my life. I'm going to have the perfect relationship and career and live a life fulfilled. But I found that once I had the information and even once I began to have the physical experience, within a short time I find myself once again empty, longing, finding that that did not answer what I really wanted. What was I really looking for? But you see, that's good news. I'm not making any of these things wrong or bad because it is as we go and have our experience and as we fulfill that which we're seeking, that which is still empty and longing within us, we will begin to go the greater journey. That will be the journey to the center of the divine. That's the journey of awakening of this path of sound and light and initiation that we are doing here in Inner Light Ministries. That's the greater longing of the soul to once again return to know to know thyself, to awaken to thyself, is how we know thyself. To awaken to the divine is the path of meditation, to go within, beyond the karma, beyond the reflection, the illusion, beyond the metaphysical, to truly go beyond it all and awaken to know who we are to have the experience of the soul, to know the truth, the movement. What is the Holy Spirit? What is God's loving? What is that ocean of love and mercy? That pathway, that middle pathway, is the pathway by which we traverse to rise above it all, to merge into and experience that greater ocean that we awaken and know that greater truth. That's the journey beyond this journey in this world of realm of time and space. That's the greater journey. That's the journey I want. And I want you, if you want it, to make that real. That you know that for yourself. I know I can't do it for you and I can't give it to you, but I know I can show you the way. And that's all Jim and I are here to do, is show you the way. But it's up to you to walk it. It's up to you to make it tangible and real. It's up to you to do the inner work. 
in the play because it is a pathway of playfulness, the childlike innocence. It's a natural pathway. It's a natural unfoldment of the soul's awakening. For the soul to awaken, to know its birthright, its divinity, where it came from and where it's going. That's who you are. So begin to personalize and make the soul who you really are, not the mind, the body, the personality, the ego, what your name is in this world. Go for your real name, the sacred name, the soul's name. Go for that. Don't begin or don't ever make this separate from who you are. You are not separate. This pathway is about you. There's no way you ever could separate yourself from the truth of who you are. It's simply a matter of awakening to that, to discovering. Don't look to the outer reflection to awaken you. Look to the inner direct experience for your awakening. Go within. Begin to traverse beyond all these things you may think or believe, the intellectual concepts. If you're not sure how, ask God inside, please, Lord, awaken me. Show me the tr truth. Awaken me to the divine of who I am because that's what I'm longing for. That's what I truly, sincerely want. I don't want the world. I want the divine. I want the fullness of the knowing of who I am. When you wake up and know who you are is when it'll answer the big question, why? Why this? Why that? Why am I here? Where am I going? All those questions are answered simply in the awakening of who you are. So maybe the question's really not why. Maybe the real question is who? Who am I? Who is God? Who are each of you? Who is it that is speaking and sharing? Who is it that's loving and divine? Who is it inside of you that's listening to my crazy words right now? Who is it that's listening and loving and fun and joy? To realize maybe it's not so crazy, but maybe it really is just a fun game, the game of life. Believe me, the more that I have played life as a game, the more that I've actually awakened to the greater knowing of this inner truth of which I speak. Begin to play in life. Begin to enjoy your life. Even the seriousness, even the despair, the misery, the depression. Begin to even look at the hardships in life as a game, a game of discovery. Just like little children that are so curious, are so adventurous, wanting to know and discover even the littlest things within their little universe. Begin to look at your lives in the same way. Begin to discover through that curiosity the greater truth that lies within. 
the more you can even play in your physical life, that childlike innocence will begin to shine through all of these illusions and shells, these bodies and clothes we wear of the physical consciousness that get in the way of that greater truth. It's in the playfulness that we begin to shatter the illusion. The crystallizations begin to break free. We begin to see the truth for what it is directly, no longer looking through the looking glass or the mirrors, but seeing the truth beyond the illusion. But it's up to you to shatter the glass. Go punch the mirrors out. Go break all the crystallizations. But do it in loving, because the loving is what will break you free. Not out of anger of the ego, but out of loving of the soul. It is your path to freedom. So devotion to me is a sincere desire of the soul, and it's loving and longing to know, to return, to awaken once again to its oneness with its creator. Let that be your inspiration. When you have that type of longing and loving within you, you'll find the dedication is easy. The discipline is play. It's child's play. The discipline is automatic when you have the longing, when you really want it because of the longing of your soul to experience once again the fullness of God's loving and oneness. That'll inspire you to give the discipline to the physical consciousness, to create the space and the time to sit down or lay down in meditation, to let go of the world, to focus on the divine within, that divine spark that resides at the seat of the soul. Just as we do every week here to start each class, the meditation, do that daily. Do it daily over time. Give yourself the time. But I'll tell you what, to have the discipline to give yourself the time without the true longing, without the devotion or dedication, it's a challenge. I know how challenging it is. I know when I lose that longing or devotion that I just let the time go by. I'll find myself sleeping longer, or finding myself getting more caught up and busy with activities in the world. And I'll tell you what, all I have to do is do that literally for maybe just a day or a few days at the most. And I start to feel the pain within me of the separation. And once again, I'm aware of the great longing inside of me because I simply have turned my focus away from that spirit within and back into the world. I'm grateful that it happens quickly now inside of me. Because when it does, then once again it's easy to have the discipline to sit down, to go inside in the meditation 10% of the day to do the true tithing of two hours and 24 minutes to go inside and spend that time each day with God within. Don't look at two hours and 24 minutes to 10% as such a hardship. 
Because believe me, when you really give it the time, your life will get easier. The hardship is all the time and energy we expand, expend into the world. That's the hardship. When you begin to spend more time inside and the spirit within, life does get easier because you'll be living the greater ease, which is the spirit. Spirit is easy. Spirit is the grace and the ease. If you really want that inside of you, you've been asking, wishing, wanting, even affirming, it's up to you to do it to move into the experience of living it. So go beyond all those physical actions of where you find yourself caught up in the world and begin to get caught up in the actions of spirit, to sit down in meditation, to awaken, so that you know the true movement, that you know the truth of who you are. It's an incredible journey and again, even the psychic phenomena you experience along the way is absolutely amazing. It inspired me. For years and years it inspired me. I would meditate for hours on end every day to have those inner experiences of the incredible inner world, the cities of lights, the sounds of the, of the songs, the music of the spheres. If they motivate you, let them motivate you because they did me. But don't stop there. Keep going for more. Because the motivation of the greater truth of spirit, once you transcend all the psychic phenomena and all the astral, causal, mental, and etheric regions, far, far surpasses anything you could ever dream of. The ecstasy, the joy, the bliss incredible loving and oneness is truly beyond all measure. Just as all the mystics and saints, all the great poets and writers have always expressed through their sharings and writings. It really is that wonderful. And that's why we're inspired by reading and listening to these great mystics and saints. The poetry of Rumi and Hafiz. Kabir, Guru Nanak, they were all teachers of this pathway. And they're still here. Even the teachers reincarnate once again at every time and age to continue the journey, to continue initiating, sharing with the disciples. It's only time. What is hundreds or thousands or millions of years? If time is but an illusion, what is time? Who cares how long it really takes? Why not just enjoy the experience of the journey? Find the truth behind the words of the awakened ones. Those that have been called the sons of God, the Christ, the Messiahs, the awakened ones, those great souls that have always shared about their own inner knowing through their own experience of their oneness with God are always on the planet at any time and often several of them. It's always present 
It's always in the now. History is a great guiding force. Looking to the future can be wonderful. But the truth of spirit can only be experienced in the moment, in the now. So look for the perfection of the moment. Look to the now and not the past or the future. Look to the spirit within, to the true teacher that all the great saints and mystics have come from and have always shared about. They are but just an extension of that movement of loving. Just a finger of God. But all it takes is one finger to begin to hook into and lift those souls that are ready to return. But it's up to those souls to take hold of that hook, that extended hand or finger. That's the initiation. It's up to each of us in our own way, in our own timing, to truly walk the journey. Really, you are walking it even when you don't know it. That's why we say it's a journey of spiritual awakening. But the greater awakening does take place when you dedicate yourself, when you decide and make the commitment to know God within to know who you really are, to make this real, to go beyond the fantasy. That's the initiation. That you as soul awaken to that greater oneness. So let your longing lead the way. The longing is the soul's loving to return back to God. In the body, you may feel it as an emotional response. But the truth is the soul's longing to once again return home. So follow that longing. Know that the path of sun and light, the path of meditation and initiation, is the answer to that longing, is the pathway to fulfill, to fill the emptiness, to fill the longing, to experience the greater fulfillment. Well, I think about covered all those things that went through my mind in meditation. So get real. Make this real. That's the wish I have for you guys. That's the wish I had for myself and still do. It's got to be real. There's no way that it can't be. Okay. Well, I'll play with no, I'll play with you for a second here, just to give you something to think about. <clears throat> the 
stories that are in the Bible, the stories that the mystics have shared with us over eons of time, oftentimes they're in parables. And it's up to the seeker, the true seeker, who wants to know the Lord, who wants to know the greater truth. They have to be the one to, in a sense, tear the parable apart, dig into the meaning of it, and begin to understand what is being taught, what is being shared, why are they saying these words this way. And it's very interesting, this whole story about the 12 as being a very spiritual number, a sacred number, and the 13 also being a spiritual and sacred number. Well, here's a little thing to look at, and maybe it'll begin to help you to see how to see this whole thing of parables in yet another way. If you take 12 times 12, you have 144. Is that right? Just to make sure I do my math right. And if you take one hour in minutes, another hour in minutes, you have 120 minutes, plus another 24 minutes to make up the two hours and 24 minutes, right? 360 minutes, not 120. What's that? Well, I'm sorry, you're adding. I'm adding. No, no. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, well, I'm no. Not, I'm not I know I'm not good at math, but this is this is pretty simple. <laughs> well, now you've got me confused. 144. So in the parable of the 12... And the symbol of the 12 tribes, the 12 apostles, the 12 signs of the zodiac, there's the beginning of the understanding and of the wisdom. And it was for the disciple to begin to discern that. And it's very interesting that a disciple truly had to demonstrate to the rabbi, the rabbi in the Jewish tradition, of their devotion, of their dedication. And by the time they came to present themselves as a disciple to that spiritual teacher in the Jewish time, of the Jewish faith, they had to demonstrate to that teacher their dedication, their devotion, their study, their wanting of the information, the understanding, through the action of their own reading of the Torah and the different sacred texts of Jewish tradition. And begin to be able to decipher some of this for themselves so that when they sat down with their spiritual teacher, they could have a conversation that would begin to take them on the path of discipleship. And the whole story of the 12 is an unfolding parable having to do with the aspects of God that dwell within each of us. We as soul are a divine spark that came out of the one. Let me share a little bit more about that so you begin to understand this whole process of who we really are and why we're really here and what is taking place when Brian and I are sharing and what is taking place inside of you when you sit down to meditate so that we begin to understand the spiritual journey maybe a little bit differently a little bit more clearly than we have in the past.